We're talking free agency signings and the impact on dynasty value on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, is your head spinning today? <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, we were hesitant to record this because every second something new happens and you're always updating it and podcasts across the world are having the same issues. So here we go. Absolutely. We, we finally just decided we're going to go for it. You know, you, you love to pull the curtain back. You always say that. So, <laughs> so let's do it from the start here. Uh, this is our Tuesday show and this is Tuesday. Sometimes we record this on Monday evening and we were, right, trying, right. we were trying to do that last night and, uh, you and I were trading some messages and we just finally said, Hey, let's wait for Aaron Rodgers to make his decision and then we'll <laughs> record. And we waited and we waited and we waited some more. And here we are on Tuesday uh, afternoon, still no deal, but let's, let's jump right into it because that's, that okay. is the talk of the day. We did just hear that Alan Lazard to the jets is a done deal. We've heard all day about these essentially demands that Aaron Rodgers is making of the jets. He wants Alan Lazard. He gets Alan Lazard. He wants Randall Cobb. He wants Mercedes Lewis. You know, the jokes <laughs> yeah. were writing themselves on Twitter today about all the, uh, former teammates that, uh, that Aaron Rodgers wanted, uh, you know, wants the jets to bring on. I was going to joke that, uh, they might hire his, his brother and his mom, but he doesn't even like those people. So he right, wouldn't, right. Want the, wouldn't want them associated with the jets. I mean, it feels like it's only a matter of time. We may even have some breaking news here as we sit down and uh, record this episode, but uh, let, let's start with the Lazard piece. And if you can separate it from any, any potential Rogers news that may come, I mean, the jets have Elijah Moore, they have Garrett Wilson felt like those were pretty solid as a top two, especially Wilson. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's Lazard bring to this jets roster? Um, <laughs> yeah. I guess it helps get this quarterback. I mean, yeah. is that it? Is that the only thing? That's the question. I, 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 my hunch, this is the latest news. You know, so this one just happened before we hit record. Mm-hmm. I hope Cobb and Lewis don't. Well, I guess Lewis doesn't matter, but I hope Cobb doesn't show up because I think he clouds things more than you'd like, you know, for the top two guys. I mean, I think you and I have been huge Elijah Moore fans from the beginning, and I'm not ready to jump off that train at all. But I was super excited with Rogers throwing to Moore and Wilson. I assume you think I'm crazy to say Corey Davis is probably out now. I mean, I can't imagine paying Lazard and keeping Davis. Yeah, I, w- I would think that would that would be the other move or one of the mm-hmm. other moves to come. Of course, Moore has uh, been you know rumored to be a trade option really since midseason when when he was yeah. unhappy with his role. Uh, but reports today were the Jets are not planning on trading him, so. We expect more to stick with the team. Obviously, Garrett Wilson is not going anywhere. And now you've got mm-hmm. Lazard, four years, $44 million. Um, if, if that's 
you know, you, you kind of almost have to factor that into whatever the number ends up being for Rogers. And right. uh, it, it's getting pretty pricey, you know, throw a couple million for Cobb, a couple million for Mercedes Lewis and uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to cost, cost the jets 70 million a year or something crazy. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, this is like, it's almost like the Brady Bunch situation. You know, you you marry somebody and you pick up their three kids too. Yeah. You know I mean? Oh, like, no <laughs> I guess um, it's all good for the Jets though. I mean, I, I'm still in on Hall and Wilson and Rodgers and all these things. I mean, I don't know that they're sure. going to win the Super Bowl and ride off on a white horse, but uh, I think it improves the passing game dramatically. Lazard is the wide receiver 65 in DLF Dynasty ADP currently. Of course, coming off his best year, um, in, in green Bay. And he, he basically suggested at the end of the season that it was his final year that he, he mm-hmm. kind of knew he was moving on and, uh, that's what happens. I don't know if it really changes anything for Lazard. I mean, uh, right. even if we assume Rogers is there, he's going to have more target competition than he did in green Bay last year. So, you know, he's, I would say he's closer to roster clogger than dynasty starter, in, in my opinion. Let's, uh, let's move over to a team that has been very, very busy, uh, making the headlines over these past couple of days, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they make the first big splash yesterday. That was Monday, the first day of uh, legal tampering and free agency. They, they signed Jimmy Garoppolo. We kind of saw that one coming. That was starting to be reported or suggested more and more as we grew closer to this week. The deal is three years, 72.75 million. So they essentially replaced Derek Carr with Jimmy Garoppolo. And there's a debate on if this is an upgrade at all. Uh, I mean, I guess it's good for Devonte Adams and company, um, maybe compared to, to a rookie, but I'm, I'm not too excited about this. What do you think? Yeah, and I'm not so sure that Will Levis still doesn't end up in Vegas or, you know, I mean, like this is a nice move for a football perspective in that you can ride with Jimmy and he can keep you competitive or he can hold the place until you draft one this year, next year, whatever. So, I mean, you're not forced to do anything at this point. The one thing, though, is his durability still worries me to no end. I mean, he misses so much time, but I I don't know this for a fact, but I, I do have been told that. Carr and McDaniel, Josh McDaniels didn't exactly see eye to eye and Carr didn't love the scheme or adjust to the scheme as well, where that, you know, that's not going to be a problem with Jimmy with their Patriot days. So maybe some behind the scenes stuff might be better, you know? That makes sense. Uh, The Raiders were busy today on Tuesday as well. This one was a surprise. Uh, I said, we saw the Garoppolo move coming. I did not see this one coming. I, I don't think very many people did. Uh, the Raiders signed the player that was viewed as the top receiver on the market on a weak market. That's Jacoby Myers, getting him away from the New England Patriots. Obviously, the Josh McDaniels uh, connection there is uh, is a, a, a key factor. But you've got Devonte Adams, you have Hunter Renfro, who mm-hmm. is uh, very serviceable and has had a good past couple years. Um. And now you bring in Meyer. So it's, it's suddenly crowded and they're in the uh, Raiders wide receiver room. I'm looking at this as no impact on Devonte Adams and bad news for Hunter Renfro. Is that what you're seeing as well? 
100%. Um, this isn't really a dynasty nugget, but I was shocked that Myers didn't get more money as the top receiver on the on the market. Yeah. Maybe maybe that market's starting to cool a little bit. It's been so crazy lately. Yeah, three um, years, $33 million for him. Yeah. So uh, gets the same average as Lazard. And I, I guess technically you could view that as a uh, lesser deal because Lazard gets the four years compared to three for Myers. Yeah, so I don't know if... You know, the Raiders looked at the same thing, thinking, boy, we really like Myers, but he's going to be $18 million a year. Oh, if we can get him for 11 and we, we're one of the teams with money, let's just do it. When the deal happened, as you mentioned for Renfro, I'm like, this is a little redundant, though, for Renfro. Is, did they have a trade in mind that Renfro is going to be on the way out? He never seemed to click last year either. Yeah. Um, you know, is, is Josh McDaniels just bringing in his people and getting rid of the old? I mean, basically... You know, this obviously leads to the Darren Waller trade as well. Can you now move Renfro and Waller? Who's to say? I mean, Waller's almost a big slot receiver in his own right. But I, I don't I don't own any Myers stock. I don't plan on adding more, but I think it's a good football move. I guess it's better for Jimmy and the Raiders offense as a whole, but it's not good news for Renfro. Jacoby Myers is wide receiver 47 in our DLF Dynasty ADP just inside the top 100. Actually, I think he's a little overvalued at that price. He's above yeah, Tyler Lockett. He's above Zay Flowers, Ooh. Josh Downs. He's above Elijah Moore and Darnell Mooney, Kadarius Tony. So wow. um, I, I don't know if this move specifically hurts his value. I don't think it does, actually. Uh, but I do just look at him as maybe being overvalued, at least based on that one piece of data. Uh, you mentioned the trade of Darren Waller. That was the third big splash by the Las Vegas Raiders over the past couple of days. Uh, Waller traded to the Giants for a third round pick. This is the 100th overall pick in the upcoming draft and um, somewhat notable because that's the pick the Giants got for Kadarius Tony. So ah. uh, in some ways trading Tony for Darren Waller, Waller to the Giants. This is a team just in desperate need of pass catchers. Um, most notably at, at wide receiver after mm -hmm. multiple injuries last year. Um, haven't really made, made any moves there yet. They did bring back Sterling Shepard, uh, but adding Waller is a huge deal for them. They did have some, uh, some pretty good play from the rookie Daniel Bellinger last year, but yeah. um, that was, they were playing him almost, you know, by default or out, out of necessity. Bellinger's a, a fine player, but, uh, Waller is obviously a huge piece to this offense. Do you think he can gain some value moving to the Giants? I do. I, I think you have a really good offensive mind there. You know, yeah. I mean, play caller, they'll use them very, very well. I think that's a bigger deal for tight ends than people tend to realize. There's not every schemer is great at scheming up tight ends. Like, I thought John Gruden was tremendous with it with Waller, you know, where this past year you didn't see as much of it. Um, yeah, I think it's a really good move for him. I think Daniel Jones is the biggest benefactor, obviously. I mean, they're giving yeah. him big money. He's in, you know, you didn't mention Wondell Robinson. He's in the mix. They may have found something in, um, who's the bigger guy from Virginia Tech that had a Yeah, Hodgins. Year. Hodgins, yeah. And I bet they draft one reasonably high. So uh, a quarterback that had maybe the worst set of receivers in the league might creep towards average now. 
Yeah, Waller had really been losing value after what was mostly a lost season for him in 2022. Uh, he's yeah. down to tight end 10 in our ADP. He's behind Ingram and Njoku. I could see him regaining a little bit of value, moving back up the ranks somewhat. Uh, notable for the Raiders, by the way, because uh, Foster Moreau is also a mm-hmm. free agent. A lot of people have looked at him as kind of the the starter in waiting. Uh, the Raiders might have waited too long on him. Let's see if they bring him back or what they're going to do at that tight end position. Matt, we've hit all the Raiders moves. We hit the Jets uh, and kind of waiting for more talk on the Jets. But until that happens, uh, let's take a break and we'll talk some more right after this. Folks, I've told you guys about FanDuel, but it's about the midway point in the NBA season. And it's a perfect time to get involved here with FanDuel and download the app. I mean, it's, it's America's number one sports book. New customers get a no sweat first bet up to a thousand bucks. So that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Uh, just don't download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to and threes drained. Um, you have so many props, you know, player points, rebounds, assists. Um, spread, money line, I mean, more exclusive bets, like two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. That's a, that's a two-by-three, they call it. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlays. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to 1000 bucks in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Matt, let's continue talking free agent moves. Uh, We got another one on Tuesday afternoon, not necessarily a blockbuster, but certainly very interesting from a fantasy standpoint. Rashad Penny to the Philadelphia Eagles. It's just a one-year deal. Uh, Of course, the Eagles are expected to lose Miles Sanders, who has been their uh, starter for the past few years. Uh, Also, Boston Scott is a free agent. So they kind of had that three-headed monster Last year with Sanders, Gainwell, who's uh, still on the team, and Boston Scott, they had to add someone to their backfield. And I think Rashad Penny is a pretty good gamble. The question, the the, the concern, obviously, with him is health. Missed most sure. of the 2022 season. But remember, he ended 2021 on a major tear, was really a league winner for a lot of people out there if, if you had him on your roster uh, he, he's shown he can perform in the league, and really, he's perfect for that Eagles offense. He's not going to catch too many passes. The Eagles don't want their running backs necessarily to catch too many passes. He, his value is way, way down in Dynasty. He is the RB uh, – let's see, I lost him here. He's the RB 57, 174 oh. overall. This player is going to gain a ton of value over the next uh, few days and next couple weeks. I mean, he should go up 20 spots on that running back list. I mean, to the mid-30s, maybe even higher. Like, I don't look at him as going to get every carry for the Eagles. I mean, they have some other guys. I don't think Miles Sanders will be back. I actually thought he was going to end up in Miami, who we can get to down the road. But who knows where he's going to land. They could draft somebody as well. I'd be shocked if it's Bijan. I mean, that would destroy Penny's stock, obviously. But there is a lot of people that mock Bijan to the Eagles. Yeah, I don't own Penny. I don't think I've ever owned Penny in any league. And I hope that changes soon because I don't care if he plays five games. I'm starting on those five games. You know, I mean, this scheme 
letting him get ahead of steam with his speed and big playability and the Hertz factor there makes it harder to key on him. You said it's perfect. I couldn't agree more. Exclamation point, you know? Yeah, Penny's a tough one because he is going to gain value and a lot of value very quickly. You mentioned a possible 20-spot jump. Uh, RB57 right now, you know, it's notable that RB36 is Miles Sanders. Uh, So I think it's... Mm. We'll, we're kind of waiting to see where Miles Sanders lands and and many of these other uh, free agent running backs. But I don't think it's crazy to say that uh, Penny and Miles Sanders have very similar dynasty value right now. Yeah. So the problem is you're buying at this new high price and the risk of injury is still there. Um, if you If you were holding Penny, if you had him on your roster, you stuck with him through – a lost 2022 season, you know, it's, it's found money today. Your, your, your stock just went way up. Um, I would consider selling, you know, if the price gets really crazy, I would consider selling, but in general, you just found a fantasy starter. That was a guy on the end of your bench or sitting on your injured reserve all year. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean, his value is going to spike now. If he survives the draft to not getting hit too hard by, you know, in a first four round pick, he's even going to keep climbing even more, you know? So uh, I, I wish I owned him. I mean, I really do. And I don't yeah, own him anywhere. I've never been a fan. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a, he's a starter now. We had a few players uh, who ultimately stayed with their team. You talked about the Miami backfield and we had mentioned it uh, over the past couple of weeks that the Dolphins had zero running backs under contract mm-hmm. for 2023. They get a couple of their guys back. These are Mike McDaniel's guys that uh, were with him in San Francisco. Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, both re-up for two years each uh, in that 7 to $8 million range total. So uh, relatively cheap contracts for those two. It's kind of the same story as last year. I, I, yeah, like, yeah. I like both. Um, you know, I'm not really going to pay much of anything for uh, for either one of them if they're if they're on the waiver wire in a shallow league, if I can get them as throw-ins in a in a typical dynasty league, I'm good with that. I do think the Dolphins are, are probably not done here, whether it's right. bringing in one of these bigger names to compete or if it's uh, using a day-two pick on a rookie. Uh, I, I think they're going to add another possibly significant piece at, uh, at a running back. Totally agree. I don't have really much to add other than that. These are guys I usually stay away from, but they are scheme fits. The coach loves mm-hmm. them. And there's going to be five weeks during the regular season where one of the two is hurt and you're happy to start the other one, you know? Yeah. Uh, Michael Thomas, another player. This this one's kind of a surprise uh, who is staying with his team. We've heard for weeks, if not months, that the Saints and Michael Thomas would be parting ways. They had redone uh, his contract, which uh, essentially made it almost impossible for him to, or unreasonable, I should say, for him to stay with the team. Uh, but they they redid that deal again. It's now a one-year contract for $10 million. Uh, could get up to $15 million with some incentives. Thomas stays with the Saints. Of course, the Saints made the move pre-free agency to get Derek Carr there. Uh, what do you think about this one? I I'm kind of on I'm kind of on the fence with Michael Thomas sticking with yeah. the Saints. 
I'm real wishy-washy about it. I mean, from a football perspective, I'm blown away that Thomas and it sounds like Jameis Winston are both returning to New Orleans. And like, I thought they were long gone that they both played their last game for the Saints long ago. And that's not the case. I don't know what to do about Thomas. I mean, he hasn't played in so long. I don't think this hurts Olave at all. I mean, maybe it's even a no. buying opportunity for Olave. Olave is the one. I mean, this is the definition of a prove-it deal. But, boy, he was great for a while. I mean, guys like Michael Thomas and Odell, like, how do you value them? I mean, they were once great, but that was so long ago. Yeah, well, you said it's a prove-it deal. I mean, he gets $10 million with some yeah, yeah. with some incentives. That's that's more, I think, than anybody else would have uh, would have given him. Uh, Michael Thomas is the wide receiver, 57, 127 overall. He is just about to turn 30 years old. And as you hmm. said, really hasn't played in multiple years, years outside yeah, of, right. outside of uh, a handful of games. So there has to be that injury concern. There's really, there's been an attitude concern as well. I mean, it sounds mm-hmm. like he hasn't been the best, uh, the best teammate, which is why it's even more of a surprise that he's sticking on this roster. Yeah. You look at the players that he's being valued around chase Claypool, Brandon cooks, Alec Pierce, Josh Palmer, Rondell Moore. I'm probably taking all those guys ahead of him. I think I'm taking Thomas over all those guys. We rarely oh, okay. dispute. It. Yeah. I mean, as you were saying that, I, I kind of thought to myself, you know, the medical staff that knows him best had to give their stamp of approval on this. So is the often injured Michael Thomas over that? They must think so, but does he have anything left? I don't know. But that group that you mentioned just didn't, you know, it wasn't doing cartwheels over. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair yeah. in that range. Um, I mean, we obviously we know the talent. We just uh, we just need to see it again mm-hmm. from Michael Thomas. But you're right with the money uh, that the money they gave him. There's obviously some opportunity there uh, because there's not much on that roster behind uh, behind Chris Olave, and we think they got a quarterback upgrade. Although I guess that Thank could you. be uh, that could be argued as well. Um, one more here before we take our last break. Johnny Smith, this was early in uh, in yesterday's action. Johnny Smith traded to the Atlanta Falcons. Some, some major contract issues. I can't believe the Patriots got anything for him, honestly. They get a seventh rounder from the Falcons. Johnny goes to Atlanta. Obviously, Kyle Pitts is there. There were, there were lots of jokes about uh, the, the Falcons already giving up on Kyle Pitts, but uh, I mean, Johnny Smith is, you know, barely even worth discussing at this point. I know he isn't, but he, I, I've always had an affinity for him. I mean, he's a big athletic guy. At least coach Smith knows him well and has used him the best of anyone that's been out there. True, true. I mean, they're accumulating six, five receivers that can run. I mean, I guess that's good. I, I get the impression that the quarterbacks probably are who they are there. Heineke and Ritter which doesn't imply that the passing volume is really going to go up. Oh, yuck. Yuck. That that probably is good news for Hunter Henry, though, by the way, in Mm. in New England. He stays. Jacoby Myers is gone. Maybe Hunter Henry's numbers go up a bit. Matt, we'll finish off the, uh, the free agent conversation right after this break. How about this, folks? The Built March Madness Bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, so now it's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. 
Uh, and when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered in a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. How about that? Not only that, you get one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built for have Built's best bars or puff delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. Built the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing, you won't think they're good for you. But what makes Built bar, bars and puffs so good? Well, for starters, they're all high in protein, low in sugar, covered in 100% real chocolate. Real chocolate goes a long way here, trust me. Um, so run the BuiltMarchMadness.com right now and vote for your ba- favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. Matt, let's hit some trade rumors. Obviously, these things have not happened yet, but they are out there uh, and and potentially could happen in the coming days. A big one and a, a shocker, Austin Eckler uh, has asked for and uh, received permission to find a trade partner from the Los Angeles Chargers. This started with a uh, Adam Schefter report yesterday. Uh, the the Chargers and Eckler had been, uh, I guess, engaged in contract extensions or contract ex- extension talks, mm-hmm. and those have not been going well. Those talks broke down. Eckler is getting six point five million coming up this season. That is the final year of his deal. And you know, this was a guy that was undrafted. Uh, he he's looking for a big payday. He's been one of the most productive uh, backs in the league, especially from a touchdown scoring. Um, uh, standpoint over the past two seasons, especially, but really over the past four or five years. And he, you know, he, he wants that big deal. Sounds like he's not going to get it from the chargers. I feel like Matt, that we kind of learned last year. Once this news comes out that a player has requested a trade or, um, you know, talks broke down some of those buzzwords that we heard in this report, it's all but a done deal, right? I mean, we, yeah, Tyreek Hill, Devonte Adams, uh, th- those players from last year, Russell Wilson, obviously, lots of big trades last off season. Are you assuming that Eckler is gone from this Chargers roster at this point? Yes, but the difference with those names are people want wide receivers. Like oh. finding landing spots are yeah. brutal. You yeah. know, I mean, who's it? Maybe one team's interested. Two teams are interested. There's not going to be five. I mean, do we know if Joe Mixon's going to be back? Dalvin Cook's name's been thrown around a lot. Anyone that's on a mock draft has a hard time getting Bijan a home, let alone, you know, all the other backs you can get, you know, in the draft. So he's a special player. Anyone's favorite team would love to have him in any capacity. I just don't know that the Chargers are going to say, great, someone gives us a third round pick or a second round pick right. for one of our best players when we might as well just play him. And then franchise him again. And the poor guy's stuck. Yeah, man, running backs. Brutal. <laughs> you, know, you, you hate to feel sorry for any of these NFL players making millions <laughs> right. and, and on the big stage. But running backs are really getting the short end of the stick here in, in the NFL. Their, their contracts are not there. Nobody seems to want to pay them, even when they're the best in the business. You talk about landing spots. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, uh, Atlanta has a need, but they're not ready to compete. Buffalo has mm-hmm. been looking for that, uh, for That'd that pass catching back. That one would work. Although they do have James cook there. Uh, Carolina's probably not ready for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a lot of those names that we expected to possibly be cut or traded 
sounds like maybe that's not going to happen. Joe Mixon is still a Bengal. You mentioned that mm-hmm. name. Uh, there were Dalvin Cook trade rumors. Yeah. Those have been shot down. Alvin Kamara reworked his deal. That implies that he's probably staying in New Orleans. Uh, Derek Henry has been on the trade market reportedly, but again, nothing so right. far. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, Miami? Miami? That would be maybe. fun. I was thinking Chicago just because they have a lot of money and he's different than what they have, but that's kind of the Falcons conversation or Panthers conversation. They're, they're not ready to win yet either. I mean, you really want to invest in an expensive running back at this point? I don't know. I mean, a young quarterback spot would make some sense. I mean, if you if you plan, like the Panthers, you plan on drafting a quarterback, that quarterback would love to have Austin Eckler in his backfield. Denver would be fun as well, though I, I can't imagine Ooh. the Chargers and Broncos pulling off a deal. Right. I don't, don't think that's Sean Payton would love him. Yeah. Speaking of the Broncos, they are rumored to be in trade talks as well, looking to trade one or both of their top receivers. That's Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Uh, Sutton was a disappointment last year. Really, that entire Broncos team was a disappointment last year. But Sutton uh, is due a big pay raise, and it sounds like the Broncos want to move on from him. I don't know that they're going to find any takers on that. What's your What's your take on Judy Sutton, Broncos, what's happening here? Yeah, I mean, I love that th- thought of Eckler ending up in Denver and what Sean Payton would do with him would be tremendous. I'm glad you brought up the Broncos, though, because sometimes you don't have to make fantasy moves to, you know, signing running backs, trading court, you know, receivers, whatever, to, to tell you what this plan is. This team's going to run the ball. I mean, oh, yeah. they, they really made it apparent. McGlinchey's a much better run blocker than in protection. Powers is a 350-pound guard. They sign a blocking tight end. Stidham is – signing Stidham's not nothing either. I mean, like we were talking about this on, on uh, Peacock and Williamson, that it, it, I think that Wilson's going to have to bend his life around Sean Payton, not the other way around. There's a new sheriff in town. And if Wilson's a disaster, hey, we have Stidham. You know I mean? Not that he's great, but at least there's somebody else in the building. And I just think they're going to run the ball like crazy, which I'm sure people are like, oh, give me Javante. Well, I think I want whoever the other back is. I don't trust Javante's health at all. So if there's a clear number two and most people in your league think Javante's the one, that's who I want from this Denver offense. So again, the Eckler to Denver thing would certainly be fun. I can't imagine that happening, but there are some, um, well, I wouldn't say exciting names out there, but certainly interesting names, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, Kareem Hunt, uh, Singletary, Fournette, those names, Alexander Madison, all of those guys still out there. So you're saying if any of those land in Denver looking like the 1B to Javante, those would be trade targets for you. Absolutely. Any yeah, of those, or I, a I third round pick, or Hank Bigsby, or, you know, just whoever, the next name that gets added to that running back room, I want. Okay, that that makes sense, and uh, yeah, I do agree. Uh, let's get this in really quickly. Several backup quarterbacks signed. Mike White to Miami, two years, up to $16 million. Sam Darnold to the 49ers, one year, $4.5 million. Uh, we mentioned Jameis staying in New Orleans, one year, $8 million. Taylor Heineke, to Atlanta, two years, up to $20 million. Which one of those is your favorite? Uh, first of all, we just realized like 70 quarterbacks started games last year. So backup quarterbacks mean stuff. And these, yep. I would imagine all these guys should be in your Superflex leagues. 
Um, I think Peacock disagrees with me. He's a Niners guy. I think the Niners are going to trade Trey Lance, start whoa. Darnold, and whoa, until whoa, Purdy's whoa. ready. Until Purdy's ready. Okay. Wow. I mean, they said he's not throwing till July, you know? Yeah. So, and I've been told that Shanahan loves Darnold. He's loved them since coming out of college. He's wanted to always work with them. I think Lance could go. Interesting. Interesting. I, I love the Tennis, Mike White deal. Yeah. I love the Mike White deal uh, to the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know the Tua situation, Mike White, pretty solid uh, insurance there. And you're right. White, Darnold, Winston, Heineke. If they're not on uh, Superflex rosters, if they're out there on the waiver wire, uh, make sure you change that because they should all be on a roster. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. Tua's injury history, of course. Yeah. Here we are, 30 minutes later, no Aaron Rodgers news. Of course not. No Lamar Jackson news either, by the way. Uh, Get an agent, we'll have... Lamar. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, hopefully we're talking about at least one of those situations, if not both, this time tomorrow. But until then, that'll do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.